Welcome to Mike and Marty from the Berg. And on this episode, we talked to Sean Watson. He's in a little bit of trouble. Steelers free agency. March Madness has distracted us. The Steelers are in the middle of free agency. Penguins recap. They're struggling a little bit. We do our March Madness recap, give our predictions for the Sweet 16 games. Talk a little Justin Champagny. He says he's entering the draft process. Me and Mike do not like that. we got a couple Pittsburgh stories. Pittsburgh banned ownerships of alligators, crocs, and turtles. And the Kenny Chesney concert got pushed back a year, so we're going to talk about that and our thoughts on that. Woo! Okay, Mike. Deshaun Watson's making headlines in the news. Uh, apparently, he's a sexual predator now. 14 accounts. Of, of him uh, groping and doing sexual uh, harassment to massage therapists. I think um, as of yesterday, it went up to 16. 16. People are just coming out of the woodwork, uh, pretty much trying to ruin Deshaun Watson's career. Um, and his lawyer came out and said that this is an attack on his character and he didn't do any of this. Mike, you think Deshaun Watson is a sexual predator? You know, they're, they're saying, uh, they're saying all this stuff, you know, they all come forward at the same time. It's kind of ironic as soon as they want him to stay that uh, they're trying to, they're trying to blemish his image. So no other team wants him. Well, it's going to be exciting. I, I think he might be innocent, but I also, that's a lot of women coming forward, but uh, the, his lawyer did go around to some, to some other massage therapist he's been to and asked him about, um, asked him about like, Oh, how has he been as a customer? They're like, Oh, he's a gentleman. He is. He treats all the women with like utmost respect. Who How knows? many massage therapists does this guy go to? Uh, I don't know. Like, seven of seven of the alleged uh, women are uh, massage therapists. So he okay. I guess he loves a good massage. I mean, he, he's what are you tight. Do? He always gets them from women. He he doesn't pull a George Costanza and get one from a man. Um, but he's got uh, tight muscles. Yeah, I guess tight muscles. Um, you think uh, the Houston Texans planted this? You think they paid all these women to say this to uh, a little conspiracy? I, I think I think that's definitely in the cards. Um, yeah, I think that's definitely a possibility. Trying to blemish his image, keep him keep him in Houston. And that'd be that'd be a that'd be a heck of a conspiracy uh, if it comes true. I'd be man. That's messed up if it's true. Like you can't that's blemish a man's image like that. <laughs> He's like, if you don't want to be with us. We're going to ruin your career, so you have to stay with us because no one else would want you. I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty sure every team in the league, even with all these allegations, would still sign Deshaun Watson. Unless there's video proof, uh, you're pretty much safe when it comes to getting in trouble with the NFL. If it is true, though, that is messed up. He is a serial predator. He, he, is, is, a long... <laughs> he is the Zodiac killer of being a creep. He is, <laughs> he is a creep. <laughs> he is a creepy guy. Uh, oof. They said he's. They said all his uh, actions have followed a similar pattern too. So apparently he's uh, doing the same thing with all these ladies. <laughs> he likes what he likes. Hey, he likes what he likes. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. We don't have that issue with our quarterbacks at all. No sexual. Never. Ever. Never. Nothing uh, in the past. Nothing now. No. Nothing. No skeletons in the closet. But uh, moving on. Steelers uh, free agencies kicked off. Um, me and Mike have been distracted, so we haven't been able to catch everyone up to it. Obviously, the sad news. Bud Debris, gone. Titans. Uh, Mike Hilton, he's on those damn Cincinnati Bungles now. Uh, so he's gone, which is super disappointed. Some, um, we had to release Steven Nelson because he just doesn't want to be here anymore and no one wanted him in trade. So that was also just not cool. Um, 
Mike, out of all the people we've uh, gotten rid of, Al, some of them, Matt Filer's another one. Who, like, who do you think is going to be the biggest loss besides Bud Dupree? Because I think we are everyone knows that Bud Dupree is the biggest loss. I think Mike Hilton. He's been a solid force for us for a couple years now. We just couldn't give him his uh, multi-year contract. We never could. We've given him one-year contracts every year. So, I mean, going to another team in the AFC North, it's kind of messed up, not going to lie. It going from the best up. to the worst in the North. It, it is pretty messed up. Are we the best in the North, though? We did get spanked by the Browns in the playoffs. I'm sticking with it. I'm riding with it. Big okay, Ben right We're the, the, the best like in the it, North. Mike. Best in the North. Uh, yeah, so tough to see those guys go. But the people we signed – Cassius Marsh, the guy with the double arm sleeve tattoos that plays linebacker. We got him back, the reserve. Uh, Zach Banner, 72 is eligible, is back. He'll probably be our starting guard uh, tackle to replace uh, Big Al. That's a man who wants to be here. That is a man who loves the city. Yes. We signed uh, Joe Hag. Uh, he was a guard for the Buccaneers or tackle. He was tackle for backup tackle for the Buccaneers. If you remember him, he dropped the touchdown pass in the Super Bowl. So he's on our team now. That's kind of cool. New eligible. He's the new eligible guy. Because if Banner's starting, we need a new eligible guy. It's going to be him. So that's cool. Um, uh, your best friend, Juju, uh, your favorite player, Mike, is back. He turned down those Baltimore Ravens to come back and be with us for less money for one year. $8 million is his contract. Juju, some people don't like him because of, you know, he acts like a kid. He doesn't take stuff seriously. Uh, the dancing on the logo thing. I personally think that's all washed away if you were an anti-Juju guy because he's coming back for less money because he deserves to get paid. He's coming back because he loves the city of Pittsburgh. He loves Steeler Nation. He loves the organization. You know, I've been 50-50 on Juju for a while, like you just hinted at, um, with his antics and everything. But for $8 million, that you that's like that's like getting a steal at like Gabriel Brothers or something. Like that is That's cheap. That's dirt cheap for this man. I mean, yeah, he does do all the TikTok, the little kid stuff, but his play style, he plays like guys in the past. You know, he's dirty. He like he'll block. Ward. Yeah, he'll block. Yeah. He'll run block. He'll uh, he'll catch the dirty passes over the middle. I, I think it's a good pickup. I mean, I don't yeah, know why I we mean, had to clear so much space and only sign him for $8 million, but well, to each their own. Oh, oh, I forgot Vince Williams. We cut Vince Williams. We just terminated his contract. That's tough. What was he was that about? My, I don't know. He was always one of my favorites. The one year he went, came to camp dressed as Stone Cold Steve Austin coming in a big truck. Uh, did he have beers? Yeah, I think he did. He had the beers crushing them, and he did them while he was walking in the camp. It was sweet. He had the music in the background. Um, so I'm going to miss him. I think a lot of people are because he was, you know, a, a favorite in the locker room, good locker room guy. But I'm happy we got Juju back. Uh, Cam Sutton was nice. I mean, it was either going to be Mike Hilton or Cam Sutton. We got Cam Sutton, um, who, was, who was cheaper. Um, but uh, – I'm just going to go back and talk about Bud Dupree for a second. Yeah, sure. Just uh, you see his good, goodbye letter today to the Players Tribune. Where he's thanking yeah. Pittsburgh and really, really letter. shouting out the renegade. Really? Yeah. He, like, he's like, oh, and it's third down and, and you hear the you hear the renegade start. Or, you know, he was just he was going in depth about it. It was poetic. And then he said, Steelers poetic. Nation, you're the most loyal fan base that, that I've ever played for. Why'd you leave us? You go. Well, he's, he's the only fan base in the NFL he's played for technically, but we'll take it. Bud, we're gonna miss you. Uh, great player. Too bad you got injured. We probably could have gone further in the playoffs if you were healthy. Um, maybe, maybe. Um, 
But at least we got Juju back. I couldn't imagine Juju in another uniform. Um, our wide receiving core is tight. Uh, we're physical. Uh, we don't take uh, shit from anyone. We just get stuff done, like our man Chase Claypool, who got in a bar fight. What's up with that, dude? What is up with that? Stay out of the headlines. Stay out of the papers. Head down dude, and I grind. Watched I watched the video. Like, he was kind of trying to break it up, but then some guy went after him, and then, like, you got to defend yourself. You know what? Hey, Steelers players, we're just tough. We're tough. It happens. We're tough. Hey, we, that's what we do. Um, yeah. He, yeah, he was he was just pulling people off. Yeah, it looked like he was just pulling people off the dog pile. But just keep better company, man. Just don't hang around the people like that. Exactly, you don't want to hang around those kind of people. But I think this is gonna blow over. It's just a little headliner for like the week. It's not really that big of a deal. Um, I mean, Steelers players get in fights all the time. Joey Porter, he's been notorious for getting in fights in the South Side, and uh, Todd Haley getting slammed in front of Tequila Cowboy by someone. I mean. Uh, it, it, it just happens. We're just, we're tough. Yins are just tough. Um, Wait, Marty, what happened down in, uh, down in Tallahassee with an ex, with a retired oh, Steelers? Yeah. Lawrence Taylor, uh, Lawrence Timmons. Uh, my buddy works at this uh, bar, Kush's. It's like a Louisiana style, you know, shrimp and gumbo, get a drink. And Lawrence Timmons was there. Um, I was not uh, at the bar. Um, I was chilling, but he texted me like, Lawrence Timmons in here. And he's like, I had to kick him out. And I'm like, Why'd you have to kick him out? Well, he was pulling the Sean Watson. He was being creepy. Uh, he was being, uh, he was uh, the exact wording from my buddy. He was groping women. Um, and that's just going to get you kicked out down here in Tallahassee. We just <laughs> you can't have that. Up. Can't have that. We can't have uh, 30, 34 year old retired linebackers uh, touching college girls. We just can't have that. Um, so he did get kicked out. My buddy needed help from someone else to get him out because, you know, he's a unit. Uh, Still love my man Lawrence. Uh, I got a signed jersey from him. I met him personally. Um, we just can't be doing that stuff. Bad, bad for, bad for the brand. What's up with these millionaires, man? Like if Deshaun Watson's guilty, you know Lawrence Timmons now. What's up with these guys? They have multi-million dollars. You can't land a girl yourself at a bar. You gotta go and start being creepy in massage rooms. Massage they, just parlors. Have no game. they just have no game. No game. Not, not off the field. You know his game? Juju definitely is game. Oh yeah, Juju has game. James Conner uh, game. James Conner game. Uh, Lawrence Simmons no game. Deshaun no Watson no game. No <laughs> game. Uh, but yeah, the Steelers. I think they're making good moves with limited cap space. They restructured uh, Ebron's contract also today, which was big head headline news. Free up like three million cap space. Mike Tomlin's been going all the pro days. He, uh, I know he was at the uh, Florida State one today. Um, Looking at some of the prospects at uh, FSU, I think he was at uh, where is he yesterday? I forget where he was yesterday. I think somewhere else in Florida. So he's doing his rounds because there's no combine. Uh, we'll talk about the draft closer, but I like the, what the Steelers are doing so far. Uh, Mike, favorite move so far in the Steelers offseason that they made? I don't know. Uh, honestly, not too many favorable ones. I guess it's got to be resigning Juju. As tough as it is for me to say that. Guess it's got to be resigning Juju. I mean, you need to learn to love Juju. You need to learn to love him. You know, this he definitely gained a lot of points in my book wanting to stay here in, in Pittsburgh. But I mean, does he love it here? You know, was was two or three million dollars not enough to leave and start over? You know, I don't know why he stayed, but he's here, and I'm grateful. I'm grateful. Okay. Well, my favorite was Zach Banner. 
because I think he'll be our starting left tackle. And I think he's going to, he got hurt last year. If he didn't get hurt, he would have been our starter the whole year at right tackle. I think he would have blossomed uh, and would have been really good and become a fan favorite, which he already is, but like even more solidify that offensive line for Ben, especially with like Pouncey leaving, no more Matt Filer. We're going to have to retool stuff. Um, but let's move on to the Penguins. Uh, they're not doing as successful as the Steelers. Uh, they're on a little bit of a downturn. Uh, struggle against the Devils. I think they lost two of the three against the Devils. They got the Sabres tonight uh, and then on uh, Saturday for a game. Mike, what's going on? W- w- what's going on? From an outsider in point of view, the lack of depth is showing. It is. I agree, Mike. The injuries are piling up. Geno Malkin, he's been injured. Some defensive guys in and out of the lineup. Marino. Um, Zucker. Zucker still out with his big injury. Um, and they're on NBC Sports Network tonight at 8 o'clock against the Bill, uh, the Sabres. I almost said the Bills. No, it's the Sabres. The Bills are much better than the Sabres. Um, and I'm looking at the injury report right now. It looks like Brandon Tandiff is actually the only one on the injury report, but ESPN is awful uh, with their injury reports, especially for hockey, so I don't really follow it. But Brandon Tandiff's on it. He's out. I mean – that's just not good. Um, Mike, did we talk about that hit he had? Oh, and him getting suspended and getting ejected? Yeah, that, that's ridiculous. Yeah, I don't think we did, no. That was that was BS. Uh, that ruined the game for us. That, that was against the yeah. Bruins, right? Uh, who was or that? Capitals. Oh, it was Caps or Bruins? I think it was, yeah, it was the Bruins. It was the Bruins. We lost that game 2-1. Um, yeah, it was – Crap call, five minutes, kicked him out of the game. It was ridiculous. That was a clean hit. Uh, hit him right in the chest. It's not our fault that he hit, like, the limpest noodle of a player on their team, and he went flying into the boards. You got to protect yourself, dude. So what was the not- official call on that? What was, like, the uh, – Roughing. Okay, roughing it, wasn't, it wasn't boarding? No, it was boarding. Wait. No, it was boarding. Yeah. Dude, how was that boarding? He was 10 feet away from the freaking boards. He just flew 80 feet. I don't know. It was so bad. It was such a bad call, crap call. And And for them to review it and still put it through, it was ridiculous. I mean, that was five minutes we had to kill a penalty. I mean, we did kill it, which was great. But still, like that's five minutes of a penalty. It's five minutes of the game. You're really not going to have the best chance to score. And I just didn't like that. He'll be out tonight. I think just because he's hurt, it's not, he never got suspended, thankfully. If the NHL suspended him, I would have lost faith in the uh, NHL higher-ups because that would have been a crap call. Um, so upcoming schedule, uh, Penguins are home uh, tonight and Thursday against the Sabres. Hopefully we can sweep them there because they stink. They only have six wins on the season. Then we got uh, two games against the Islanders. Huge game uh, Saturday and Monday. Monday will be on NBC. And then the Bruins, I think, for a four-game, a three-game series after that on the road. So we're going to see what this Penn's team is made of with some guys banged up, some guys coming back in the lineup, a lot of rotational stuff. Because Islanders and Bruins, that's who we're battling for playoff spots. Islanders are the top. We're third behind the Capitals and the Islanders. Bruins are right behind us. Like, we got to kick it in the gear. Yeah, our last five games, two and three, you said it. We uh, Where we go? We split with the Bruins and then lost – we lost a series one and two against the uh, second worst team in the East, the Devils. Uh, I'm hoping these next two games are a confidence booster against the worst team in the East, Sabres. Um, 
we need to bounce back. We need some, we need some more confidence. We need to start getting hot again. What were we on? We were on a six or seven game win streak. We need to get back on one of them. Uh, maybe push up to second place in the division, if not take the whole division by the end of the season. Um, Marty, I want to gauge your opinion on one guy, though. One guy I was reading an article earlier about. Jared McCann. They say he's got to step I, up. I, yeah, I agree. I think he needs to step up. I am a Jared McCann guy. I like him. I like the trade getting him from uh, the Panthers a couple years ago. I think he does need to step up, especially if he's going to be our third line uh, center. Um yeah, he just needs to do better. Uh, he needs to facilitate more. I like him. He's good on the penalty kill, too, a little bit. Yeah, he just needs to play better. He needs to be the player, especially with guys like Zucker out and Bluger, who are, who's banged up, because um, those guys also are kind of like in the same realm of McCann um, skill-wise, you know, how much they produce. So, yeah, McCann needs to step up. Oh, Apparently he's just got 30-goal season potential. What do you think about that? I know he does. He does. He does have 30-goal season potential. Um, he has been in and out of the lineup with some injuries, so I got to give him that benefit of the doubt. But can we just say how great Sidney Crosby and Jake Getzel are together? Like, they are amazing. It's a tale as like, old as time, Marty. Against the Devils, Sidney Crosby had some amazing goals. It was just fantastic. I love watching him play. Best player in the league right now. I mean, he's not putting up, like, the amazing points he usually does, but he's just – he's a threat, you know? He scares the other team. You gotta keep an eye on Sid the kid, or he'll burn you. And then his his pal Jake Getzel, the man just knows how to score goals. Woo! Well, now it's time for our March Madness recap. Crazy, crazy March Madness. It was so good to have it back for four straight days. Uh, Mike, lots of upsets, lots of upsets. The Mike and Marty bracket stinks. We're in the thirty-three percentile on ESPN. Uh, we're just going to blame Joey and uh, Kep on that one. Actually, we'll just blame Kep. Joey knew what he was talking about. Kep, you pretty much po- uh, screwed the pooch on the bracket. Uh, you messed everything up. Our winner is still alive, Gonzaga, of the bracket, obviously. They haven't broken a sweat so far in the tournament. They've killed Oklahoma. They killed Norfolk State. Uh, there's just a lot of upsets. And first cancellation ever, Oregon, uh, VCU had to cancel because of COVID, and Oregon just moved on, and Oregon ended up beating Iowa, which was a Pretty big upset, but I saw it coming, kind of. Yeah, Oregon would have won that game against VCU, but it definitely would have been a close one. Um, yeah, I like Oregon. They're they're hot. What about this Oral Roberts team, man? Upset in OSU. Oh. We got to talk about Oral Roberts. Oral Roberts, they beat Ohio State, who I thought was overrated. I said it on our uh, March, March Madness Spectacular. They were overrated. Uh, they beat them. They beat the Gators, another overrated team, I said. Um, and now they got to take on the Arkansas Razorbacks. And Mike, how far do you think uh, Oral Roberts is from Fayetteville, Arkansas, or the University of Arkansas? I think where, it's. Um, where do you think Oral Roberts is? Where do you, do you know where it's located, Mike? Take a guess. Oh no, I have no idea. Geographically, it, zero, zero idea. Well, it's close to Arkansas. Take a guess. A city close to Arkansas. I'm so bad at geography. I don't know any city close to Arkansas. <laughs> okay, they're they're based in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Okay, they're based in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, they're only two hours away from University of Arkansas. They play each other every year. Uh, actually, the uh, the coach for Arkansas, uh, Musselman, he said uh, for his like pre uh, conference games, he only wants to play all the uh, uh, mid major conference teams that he thinks will make it to the tourney. 
because he wants to play the best competition of the mid-majors. So Oral Roberts is always on the list because they're a powerhouse in the mid-majors. Yeah, they, they played them, um, Abriel Christian, didn't they? Uh, yeah, and North Texas. The three big upsets, yeah. Yeah, the the uh, the must bus. Gotta love the must bus. The must bus. Um, how about but, how about that uh, Buddy Bay Buddy Bayheim Huggy Bear matchup? Dude, I'm so done with Buddy Bayheim. He makes me want to throw up. I can't stand Jim Bayheim. Uh, oof. dude, West Virginia had no idea what to do in the zone. The Syracuse zone ate them up. The first ten minutes of the game, I'm like West Virginia, what are you doing? You know how you beat the Syracuse zone? It's two things. Either one, one, you have an alt, like a dominant big man. Like DeWan Blair back in the day for the Panthers would dominate the Syracuse zone because he was just so big and quick and had good footwork. He could score pretty easily. Or you need someone to take mid-range shots. But guess what, Mike? No one shoots mid-range shots anymore. You either take a dunk or a layup or you shoot a three. So these kids don't know how to shoot mid-range anymore. Because the middle of that zone is open for mid-range shots from the cherry stripe line. Yeah, um, part of my take was talking about that actually. Um, yeah, but Huggy Bear he couldn't calm his team down, dude. They were just—they looked like the lost third graders out there playing a varsity superstar team. They would get—they yeah, would dribble in, turn around, kick it out, and you know Syracuse just had a hand in every single passing lane. You couldn't get the ball like through their zone. It was unbelievable. And I wouldn't have mind personally if Syracuse won that game solely off their defense. Because Buddy Buddy Heim in the Buddy Beheim in the first half had three points, but then he had to come out in the second half and drop twenty two more, and you know start stroking his threes again, and and they just looked it was sickening, it was disgusting. Syracuse and, couldn't miss from three; they couldn't miss. No, not the whole game. Rard Beheim, holy cow, they couldn't miss. It was ridiculous. It was tough to watch. It was, it was, uh, but yeah. But I want to talk about uh, a team that everyone kind of likes: Loyal Chicago, Sister Jean. Predicted that they'd go to the Elite Eight. Sister Jean, she has God with him, with her. God is helping this Loyola Chicago team. Cameron Crutwig, he looks like uh, uh, the guy from Super Troopers, Farva. Uh, <laughs> that movie, Mike, Super Troopers? No, but I saw the comparison. I saw all sorts of comparisons. That dude yeah, is so many comparisons. He's not an athlete. Yeah, he is. He is 100% an athlete. He is a man. He is he's my so- spirit channel, spiritual animal. He's my spirit animal. He is awesome. Uh, and I think this loyal Chicago team can, uh, can get to the final four again, maybe even the championship. Can we just talk about how crappy the NCAA is for putting Loyola at an eight seed to begin with? I Awful. mean, Awful. Illinois, Illinois put up such a resume that being a one seed, I mean, you should be able to beat a team like them, but being a one seed, you should get a, the first and second round pretty easy. And to play loyal or play them that early. That's disgusting. That is disgusting. Uh, Illinois just decided not to play defense in that game. Yeah, they're like, we're yeah. not going to play defense. We're just going to play offense. And they thought they, they thought it was an easy win. They thought they, they thought they were going to come in and beat them. And no, Loyola Chicago came out firing, ready to go. Uh, Kofi uh, uh, Cockburn, he he looked winded. Like Crutwig was beating him up and down the floor. Dude, Crutwig is the best defender I've ever seen, and that man is a tank. He's six nine, like four hundred pounds. Big old mustache, and he's just—he's up in your face. He's pressing you a half-court double teaming you in the corner, hands up, doing all this stuff, getting steals. His stat line was incredible for that game. I don't—I don't have he it was. pulled up, but he had like four steals, six boards, six assists, twenty points. It's not that big. He—he's got the um, ideal male body. He's like two—he's like two thirty. Come on, don't don't hate on the man. Maybe Gives him more. 
it gives him more props when you say 400 pounds. Seeing a big man like that running around. Cameron Kurtwig just absolutely dominating Illinois' point guards. Um, yeah. But, yeah, that was a great game. Uh, Mike, any other, like, takeaways from the, the weekend? I mean, it was awesome. I, I didn't do any work. I did no school work. I just watched basketball Saturday, Sunday, Monday, uh, Friday. That's all I just did. One more, just one more recap. Iowa. Yeah, Lack of defense. Couldn't handle – I mean, Garza showed up, 36 points, but they couldn't beat Oregon. They couldn't beat Oregon. Oregon couldn't miss. I thought yeah. Iowa was going to go a lot further in the tournament, but the Ducks prevailed and got it done. Um, yeah, the Ducks I mean, look like a good team. They might – they're one of the only teams left that I think could give Zaga a run. I think they're – I'm sorry. I think the Zags are so good. The Zag – Oh, you, yeah, you, You're not high on the Zags. You're not. I know you aren't. But I – I think there might be maybe two or three teams that could maybe beat them. Maybe beat them. Maybe only two teams. But uh, let's get into it. Sweet 16 is set. Uh, if you want to know exactly how many Sweet 16 guys we got right, let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. We had seven of the 16 right, so a little under 50%. Uh, wow. Again, Jack Kep, what the heck? Like, you ruined the bracket for us. Uh I think Joey was the best at the bracket because I think we shot him down a couple times. And the, Dude, and Joey had some upsets picked. If yeah. you listen back to our last episode, he had some upsets picked that I couldn't have ever seen coming. But we're going to walk through it. We're going to just go game by game, talk about what we like, and uh, see who we think is going to win. Okay, so first matchup, Gonzaga-Creighton, one versus five. I guess seeds don't really matter anymore. But Bulldogs, I think they rail them. I think they destroy Creighton. I have nothing else to say. Zaga wins this Thanks game. Thanks for coming out, Creighton. Thank you for coming out. Uh, you beat. Uh, you should have lost to my Gauchos. Uh, you should have lost to them. You killed Ohio. Really, this should be Gonzaga versus the Gauchos, but it's okay. It's okay. Uh, next game, USC Oregon. I think it's gonna be a fun game. Clashing of styles. Oregon shoots the three a little better. USC's big. It should be very interesting to see which prevails. Uh, I'd probably have to say I'm going with USC. I think they're just too big. They're too big. Uh, the Mobley twin uh, brothers, they're not twins, they're just brothers. And uh, I, they just don't, they look so good against Kansas. They dominated Kansas. Like, so you know, and that, and that's exactly why I think they're not going to win and Oregon's going to come out on top. They dominated Kansas so bad. They're feeling too confident. They're riding that high horse right now. And they're going to fall off to Oregon. Oregon's a good team. I, I didn't, I forget what the line is for this game, but. What was the match season? I mean, they're both in the Pac-12. What was the match season matchup between the two? Um, let me find that real quick. Yeah, USC beat them by 14 earlier in the season in February. So, Mike, you still riding with the Ducks? I'm still riding with the Ducks. Okay. They've okay. they've seen them now. They know how to. They know what they're gonna need to do to change the game, change change up against them. And you know, I I like Chris Duarte. He's a bucket. Um, well, hang on. Oregon listen, over listen. USC. Listen, if the Ducks wear their fighting Ducks unis with the cool little duck like decal on the side of their pants, like they did against uh, Iowa, the same unis, the greens. They will beat USC. Now, if they don't wear those jerseys, I think they will lose. So, I'll take USC. I, it's going to be a game time decision. I need to know what jersey they're wearing. Um, I, I, think that, I think jerseys matter 100%. Oh, yeah. You got to look good to feel good. You got to feel good to play good, and they better feel good. AB, baby. AB. Uh, next game, Michigan, Wolverines. Liver's still out versus my Florida State Seminoles. I'm obviously taking the Seminoles. We stomped on Colorado. I think the team's finally hitting their stride. My man, Anthony Polite, best game of his career at FSU, 20 points. Um, 
And I think Michigan's just, they're smaller than FSU, especially guard-wise. And I think Florida State uh, beats them to get to the Elite Eight. Yeah, I think FSU is going to topple Michigan. Michigan is the last Big Ten team left in the tournament. Big Ten is a lot weaker than everybody thought. Um, super they're going to get. I knew it. They were overrated. Super, super weak. Yep. They're going to get rolled by your Knowles. You know, Scotty Barnes, Raekwon Gray, MJ Walker, some great guards accompanied by seven footer um, Balza, Kaprovicha, whatever. Uh, Michigan got it right. Go down. Good, good pronunciation, Mike. You got it right. But yeah, like MJ that. Walker. He hasn't been playing very well. He's due. He's due for a good game, and I think it might be this one. Um, Big-time players come out in uh, big-time moments, something something along those lines. Uh, next game, uh, another Pac-12 team, UCLA, taking on Bama. Uh, the Crimson Tide uh, whacked Maryland. UCLA beat up on Abilene Christian. Uh, this UCL team, UCLA team is pretty good. They're good. For, they're a very good 11 seed. Very good. Um yeah, who, who do you have? Oh, Bama. Bama, <laughs> gonna, okay. I'm gonna pick up UCLA. And I'm, no, I'm taking Bama. They're they're just playing good. New level, John Petty, uh, roll tide. Uh, I think they're a team that can be, might be able to beat Gonzaga. You know, I think UCLA pulls off the upset. I think they upset Bama. Johnny Juzang, he is a bucket. He shows up on the big stage. You know, they're a small Tiger team, Campbell. quick, athletic. What'd you say? Tiger Campbell. Tiger Campbell. They're all buckets. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think Bill Walton needs to call every UCLA game. If Bill Walton's not calling a UCLA game, I'm just confused. Like, why is Jim Nance talking about UCLA? It should be Bill Walton. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think, think UCLA is going to come out on top, though. It's a big spread, though. Vegas has uh, Bama minus six and a half or seven and a half. But I'm taking Bama. Bama, I'm, you, taking I'm on the other side again, UCLA. I, there's got to be upsets, Marty. It's March. Dude, but like this is like later in the round. Like this is where like the good teams like show up. This is where the the Oral Roberts of the world take a seat. Yeah. Uh, uh next game Baylor versus Villanova. Uh, Villanova they've put on a great run so far. I think this is gonna be a real close game. Um, even without Colin Gillespie, they've played very well. Uh, I'm still gonna take the Baylor Bears. They got the best I think backcourt in the tournament right now. Um. And I think they'll just be too much for the Wildcats to handle. Yeah, Baylor shooting 42, 41 and a half or whatever percent from deep. You know, no matter how sound Nova's defense is, you can't stop what Baylor can do. They can drive, you know, they do it all. They can score. They, they're big. Um, Baylor, no question. Uh, next game, the two hours away rivalry, Arkansas versus Oral Roberts. These teams know each other. They're familiar with each other. I'm taking the must busts in Arkansas to beat up on Oral Roberts. The Cinderella story will end. Yeah, great run, but great run by Oral. They're road we ends here. Oral. We love Oral. I love Oral, but a uh, great run by them. They're road ends here. Arkansas is Moses Moody. He's a dog. Justin Smith. He scores, defends, rebounds. Well-rounded player. Uh, I think the Razorbacks are too deep, too good. Razorbacks. Uh, next game, Loyal Chicago. Kurt Wig, Sister Jean versus Oregon State Beavers. Both teams are making a great run. I think Loyola Chicago takes care of the Beavers. I love Kurt Wig. I think this team can win a national championship. I think it would be great. Sister Jean, 101-year-old, win a national championship. Cameron Kurt Wig, four-year starter, All-American, was in the Final Four with his team as a freshman, and now he wins it as a, a senior. That would be an awesome story. So I'm going to go with Loyola Chicago and the Fighting Sister Jeans. 
Yeah, no, last year they made a pretty good run too. I don't remember what it was, but they were they upset a couple teams last year. You know, God's on their side. Amen. Uh, the the Loyola Chicago Sister Jeans, they look good. Uh, Oregon State looks good too, though. They have some big upsets. They beat Oklahoma State. They they've been some good teams in the last month or two. Um, it'll be a closer game than Vegas thinks. At uh, Vegas has Loyola minus six and a half. I think it'll be closer than that. But um, Loyola is versatile. They play that in-your-face defense. Loyola prevails. Last game, Syracuse versus Houston. Uh, uh, I, I, uh, uh, I got to pick Syracuse. Dang it. Houston just has never seen this kind of zone. And Houston struggled. They struggled against Rutgers. I thought they, they were going to lose the Rutgers. And – Somehow, I think they're going to shoot well, Syracuse, and they're going to beat Houston, and they're going to go to the Elite Eight, and I hate it. I hate it so much. Jim Beheim takes these 11 seed, 8 seeds, 10 seeds, and they, he somehow gets the Elite Eight every year because no one besides ACC teams knows how to play against that damn zone. Come on. Read a book. Figure it out. Watch tape. Again, I'm on the opposite side. I got Houston, man. They're boring, but they know how to win. They play good D, too. Uh, they switch up from a zone to a man, but they play good D. Uh, you know, both it's it's going to be a coach off. That's really all it's going to come down to a coach off. Two great coaches, but he's going to get cold this game. I don't know. Houston, dude. Houston over Cuse. So Beheim for Samson. You're taking Samson, okay? I'm I'm, I'm a Jim Beheim hater, and I'm taking Jim Beheim. Sorry. Facts over favorite. Woo! We got to talk about one of our boys, Justin Champagny. He says he's entered the draft process. He's talked to his family. He's talked to Coach Capel. Please come back. Come back. Justin, come back. Please come back. Baby, come back. Baby, come back. I need you. Like, we need Justin Champagne back on this pit roster now. I mean, yeah, we talked about in all our previous podcasts when we mentioned pit hoops. We need a leader next year, man. We got a young team. We need the leader Justin Champagne is. He kicked those two buffoons off the team because they're dirty and they're, they, weren't, they weren't focused. You know, he – he, he's straight edged. He loves the game. He's he's a team player. We need him back on the team. I Good hope leader. he butchers his process. I hope he butchers everything. I hope he runs the slowest 40, has the shittiest vertical jump. I hope he's back. I need him back. Yeah, I'd love to have him back. Um, but if he does go through the draft, obviously we wish him all the best. When it comes to our favorite probably guys we talked about on the show, besides the guys we've interviewed, obviously, obviously those guys are our top of the list. But uh, hopefully, guys, we interview eventually. It'd probably be Sidney Crosby, Big Ben, uh, Justin Champagne. I'd probably say those are the people we talk about the most. And as Coach Capel, because we've asked him. Oh, and Co- we love us. Coach Capel. Coach Capel's our guy. Coach, Coach, come on the pod if you're listening. Hey, um, I mean, don't hesitate, Coach. Just come on. Yeah, don't hesitate. Don't hesitate. Uh, you know, we could help you recruit maybe. You know, we got we got a pretty large following, you know. Almost 100 followers on Instagram, one away, one away. One away from the big hondo. We, we have to celebrate that, Mike. But, uh, we do. yeah, Justin, we hope you come back. Uh, maybe Julian will transfer. We can have both Champagne brothers. That'd be kind of cool. Um, yeah, we'll miss we'll miss our good boy, Justin Champagne. And uh, we're going to move on to some news in Pittsburgh. All you alligator crocodile owners not own that anymore in Pittsburgh. For some reason, they decided to just – you can't own an alligator, a crocodile, or a red-eared slider turtles. And I know my cousin back in the day had those kind of turtles. You know what I'm talking about, Mike? I've they never were... seen a red-eared slider turtles. I'm going to Google them right now. Google it. You've seen it. 
it's like the classic like aquarium turtle like all kinds of people have them i think they're canceling those because they carry like diseases like oh HIV. yeah these guys yeah i think they carry like hivs and stuff that's why they're kind of banning them who cares wrap um, your willy <laughs> well i hope you don't have to i hope you don't whip out your willy in front of your turtles <laughs> it'll be a little weird but um yeah uh mike this you, have you ever owned an alligator or a croc no, but I've owned a water frog my whole life. You know, there's oh. little the little door frogs that you buy at a toy store when you're younger. Oh, those things that you like put in water and they grow. But yes, but let me tell you, their average <laughs> age limit is two to four years. I am 13 years old and still rolling strong. I feed this boy. I I, I do it all right. I take you care have him of him right effects. now. You still have him. Well, he's at my house in Gibsonia. Yeah, he's alive. What's his name? Uh, Billy from Billy Jean. <laughs> Billy Jean, the water frog. Oh, Gene died. He killed Gene. Oh, he killed Gene. So it's really just Billy. Billy ate Gene. Yeah, Yeah, Billy ate Gene. But Mike, this it got postponed. They're supposed to like have this law go through last year, but because of uh, the zoo, the zoo had alligators and crocs and these turtles. They had to wait till the zoo got rid of them. So now our zoo doesn't. I don't think our zoo has alligators or crocs. Oh, we always had those baby crocs. That's BS. Yeah, I don't think we have anymore. Do you think this is what Steve Irwin would have wanted? No. He would want uh, everyone in the United States to own an alligator or a crocodile. Exactly. Even if you live in uh, St. Paul, Minnesota, teach them how to ski. Teach them how to, teach them <laughs> teach how to ski. ski. <laughs> He'll have to learn how to be cold. He may be cold-blooded. He's going to have to learn how to deal with the, uh, the, the chilliness. Get one up uh, in New York City. Teach them how to border on a street corner. Come on now, get them all around the world. But yeah, so that's, uh, I mean, just kind of a funny story that we had to ban crocodiles and alligators and these turtles. I thought that was kind of funny. Um, some sad news, Kenny Chesney concert at Heinz Field has been postponed again, 2022. Uh, just gives me more time to go buy a ticket, really. Um, Mike has a ticket. Our good friend, Ryan Baranowski, huge country music, Kenny Chesney guy, uh, is very upset about that. Um, what are your thoughts, Mike, on you know, Kenny this year? Dude, it's ridiculous. I had the, we had the tickets for, I think it was April or May of last year, like 2020, like a month or two after Corona hit. We had the tickets then, and they were like, all right, it's going to be next year. All right, we're waiting for next year. And then this year, they're pushing until next year. Like, what, what's going on, dude? Inflation, dude, the money value is going up. I, I could sell these tickets for more than they're worth right now. But on a, on a real note, um, Heinz break is or Heinz field is getting a huge break because that stadium is always trashed worse than any place I've ever seen after a Kenny Chesney concert. So two years without a Kenny Chesney concert in uh, Heinz field. I know that stadium is loving its time right now. I don't know if Heinz field can take it two years off of Kenny Chesney, everyone going like it's going to, it's going to get, it might get ugly. It might get ugly. It might get rowdy, but that's what we love. That's what we want. COVID to go that's away. That's what we're here so for. So we go to Kenny Chesney, uh, have some drinks, and have a good time with the boys. I and got girls. my toes in the water, ass in the sand. Sand. <laughs> Woo!
And now for this week's edition of the Happy Birthday Hype Up, The Undertaker. He was birthed with the name Mark William Calloway, also known as the Dead Man Walking. 21 win streak at WrestleMania, longest of all time. He should have beaten the crap out of Brock Lesnar for the 22 wins in a row. Brock is inferior to The Undertaker. Hey, Mike, it's going to be a great year. Celebration! 